You're listening to Tassie Encounters Faith FM coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why you're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm David Leo and today I'm joined with Jason Cook. Welcome Jason. Thank you David. So Jason, uh, today I wrap up uh, this whole series that I've been going through that's been uh, called The Currency of God's Kingdom. Yeah. And um, it's a big one. Mm. It's a big one. I've, I've, uh, so you mean today's program's a big one? Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> it's a burden on my heart for people to to pick up on um, what the, the gospel message is wrapped up in. And we call it, it's often been referred to as the Elijah message, mm-hmm. right? And um, I really want our listeners, a happy Wednesday to all our listeners. I really hope that you, you hang in there today as we um, open up on what the Elijah message is, because for the last few weeks... I've been trying to I've been trying to uh, make a point that the f- the family unit as God created it, from marriage to having children to being a child it's all meant to demonstrate God's kingdom mm. you know how the how relationships and how love and and how we express ourselves to each other and how we receive love and the family unit is meant to do that and I suppose no I I know this I know this for certain the Elijah message is that. The Elijah message is meant to emphasize that the family unit is for that. And we've gone through the last few weeks, and we know that the the way that the family unit was designed by God isn't picture perfect. You know, we, we <laughs> that's the ideal, you know, a loving marriage with loving parents and children that love and obey their parents. That, that just sounds like a, a show from the 50s, doesn't mm. it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's obviously the ideal, but it's uh, it's not always the way things work out. Not not at all. Not not the way our world is. Mm-hmm. And so the Elijah message is important. Why is there so much emphasis on it? Because the prophet Malachi, when he refers to the Elijah message, it is a direct uh, allusion to the second coming of Jesus Christ, right? And so, <clears throat> if you're listening to this first thing in the morning, we're going to get <laughs> we're going to get straight into this, but. Um, when we get a Malachi 4, um, perhaps you, you, can, you can only listen from where you're at, but um, Jason, if you could read that Malachi 4 for us, please. I'd be the really uh, all six verses? Yes, all six <laughs> verses. That's all that's there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're reading a whole chapter. Mm. Here we go. It says, uh, titled, The Great Day of the Lord. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all the evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. Mm. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and rules that I commanded him at Horeb uh, for all Israel. Is that how you pronounce that? Horeb? Sounds good to me, Horeb. <laughs> yeah. 
Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. Mm. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. Okay. Now, that's, that's only six verses, but incredibly sobering, isn't it? Mm. You know, there's only, um, you know, according to the other the prophets, that the day of the, of the Lord when there's burning like an oven and, you know, there's, there's neither root nor branch, that's referring to the renewing of the earth, you know. It's, this is uh, after the second coming of Christ, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, hmm. that's right. And then in verse 5, it says, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day. Hmm. And this is why there's an obsession where people have read this and what what? Is Elijah coming back? Is he, you know, is he coming back from heaven or, you know, what, what's happening here? And so Elijah has a great message to carry, right, to tell everyone, hey, um, here's, the, here's the last appeal. Mm. before Jesus comes back again. So that's why the Elijah message is so important. So in the last six, this is episode number seven, in the last six episodes, which if you haven't heard, mm. you can go to the Faith FM app. You can download it, download it from the App Store or from the Faith FM website. And you can listen to the previous episodes and get you know get uh, get up to speed. Fill in the blanks. Oh, yeah, fill in the <laughs> blanks. And obviously I, I didn't cover everything. I'm just trying to touch on, touch on the issues that... Uh, you know, surround this this issue of the Elijah message of family um, relationships. You know the, mm. how family relationships would be. So that I was just, I'm hoping that you'll explore it further. But yeah, hey, have a listen. You could go to the app and, and listen to that. Also, later on, we've got a we've got a, a free book offer. We've only got a couple of books available to send out, and, they, and, and I really recommend it. But uh, and, and also, um, a listener question. I'd love to hear your feedback. And we've also got the promo still going in the month of June. Uh, we've had some people um, texting Bass. That's B-A-S-S. And uh, you can enter into the draw to receive some Faith of Film merchandise. Right? So um, do that. And also, if you answer the question, you also enter the, into the draw as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But we're going to go meet Elijah. Where do we, what, what do we know about Elijah? Right, and this is how we introduce to Elijah. First Kings seventeen. The things I remember about Elijah is that he had a, an encounter with some youths at some point, didn't he? Oh yes, that's and a strange a story. Wasn't it? A, there was a bear involved as well. Yeah, yeah, they, they wanted to come out and mock the mock yeah. the prophet. Mm. And uh, oh, <laughs> anyway, we won't go there today. <laughs> no, but but that's that, that's one of the stories that's interesting mm. about. But this is our introduction to Elijah. Mm. This is this is how God says, this is what we're going to know about Elijah. Mm. Uh, so this is from First Kings 17, verse 1. If you could read that, please, Jason. Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishba in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. Now Ahab, we know about Ahab from the previous chapter. Mm. You know what Ahab is about, Jason? I do. Yeah. Okay. So Ahab and Jezebel. Is that right? That's right. We've got a marriage. Mm. <laughs> we have an awful marriage of <laughs> a king that's meant to represent God's people, mm. and he's married a a woman from the Phoenicians who worships Baal, mm. which and she influenced him very heavily. Very much so, and it's not a, not a good thing. Mm. And so, introduction to Elijah is we know which tribe he's from, and where he's based, his ge- geographical location. He's a Tishbite in Gilead. And straight off the bat, just like we've done this this uh, in this show, is just get straight into it. 
we we learned that this gentleman from from Tishbite, uh, from Gilead, who's a Tishbite, he has no qualm approaching the king. Mm. <laughs> I often wonder how did he get through the guards? How did he get through the you know you know the secretary where you're supposed to say excuse me I've got an appointment with uh, you know how did how did he get through so smoothly to approach Ab? <laughs> And you know, there's no no flatteries, no salutations, no uh, O King, live forever. He just says, "As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, before mm. whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years, except by my word." Mm. And then he walks out again. Mm. You know, I don't know if the guard stood there gobsmacked, and they <laughs> had, and his brain was going, "Stop that man!" Or and he couldn't. But the, the whole scene just I was like, "Wow, how did?" You know, Elijah and, told and whenever you approach a king in those days, you know, you risked, um, you risked your life to <laughs> some extent. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what Elijah was doing here. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've got a, we've got a, a man named Elijah comes out of, you know, we, we have no background. Where he was born, was he trained as a prophet? It's just, this is where he's, this is where, he, um, this is who he belongs to. This is mm-hmm. where he's from. And he approaches the king and, he approaches the king because he's received the word from the Lord and his message to the king is not a, a, a happy message. Oh, king, you're going to live for a long time. You're going to conquer this, this area, this area. He says, there's going to be no rain, mm. you know, and, 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 and uh, because God has said, you know, and um, except by my word, there'll be no rain again. Mm. And he had to sit there and contemplate, who's this guy? Why is he not dressed appropriately? <laughs> why, why does he speak to me this way? Mm. And the Lord has sent me a message. So did Ahab not know who Elijah was? I think he did, probably. I, I don't know. There's no. no there's no inference to tell us. Okay. Yeah, there's no inference in the Bible. <laughs> Only in the next chapter where, where the... The big thing start, you know, yeah. the big showdown. Everything yeah. start. We start to see that Mount Carmel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he comes. He comes with a message that is not that uh, appealing. Mm. And Ahab knows that he's not in the right. He knows he's doing something wrong. So we're going to get into what that message means. Um, the showdown of, or what we're going to get to in the next next um, section. But I'll ask a question to our listeners. Mm. The way that Elijah has done the same thing, right? We've all had to be in a situation where we want to say something. We've got to approach somebody because whatever's happening is just not right. Mm. And um, my question is, just like what Elijah's done, <laughs> well, what is what is your approach when you're having to confront somebody about an important issue? Mm. There's something that needs to be said. You know, most of us do not like conflict, but... Um, you know what? What is your approach? Do you uh, approach softly? Do you get straight into it? Do you soften the blow by sending a text first or an email? <laughs> do, you, do you know what uh, my son does? What does he do? He he uh, tells it to my wife first, and then later will bring it up with me, hoping that my wife's already talked to me about ah, it. <laughs> that's a good technique. That's a good <clears throat> technique. So here's a. Um, I, I can't wait to hear some responses and talk more about this later. But um, text us a, in. Yeah, text us in on zero four double eight um, double eight zero double eight zero eight nine one. Sorry, let me start again. Text us in zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And here's a song by Melissa Otto called "Father of the Fatherless." Beautiful song.
Listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM. I'm David Liam here with Jason. And uh, our listener question What is your approach when having to confront somebody about an important issue? They never are comfortable, uh, maybe for some, some uh, rare. <laughs> so, <laughs> some people don't mind conflict, but many avoid it, don't they? Yeah, yeah, I'd rather avoid it. But, uh, you know, the, it's a, this is a conversation I had with my, my daughter actually recently. I said the hard conversations have to be had, have to be had. And so what, what's your approach? Give us some hints and help every, all, all the other listeners on how we can uh, do this. Elijah's approach was very direct, as mm. we uh, saw in 17 verse 1. And uh, speaking of Elijah, thank you to Christopher for texting in and correcting he, he us. Correcting us. It was Elisha who had the confrontation with the youths who were mocking him. Yes. And uh, then some bears were involved. Bears involved <laughs> with the with the youth that's, uh, and, um, and and Elisha, which is mm. an interesting story mm. in itself. But uh, we're not going to go through that story. The story we are going to go to, however, is found in First Kings eighteen. This is what I call the showdown, where the Elijah message has its emphasis. What goes? What happens here in First Kings eighteen? is where we start to understand what Malachi is referring to, that Elijah has a very important message. 
So, First um, Kings eighteen verse seventeen to nineteen. If we could, um, Jason, if you could read that for us, please. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. It says, when Ahab saw Elijah, Ahab said to him, Is it you, you troubler of Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, mm. but you have, and your father's house, because you have abandoned the commandments of the Lord and followed the Baals. Ooh. Now, therefore, send and gather all Israel to me at Mount Carmel, and the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah, or Asherah, who eat at Jezebel's table. Okay, so now Ahab recognizes him, and Ahab has his nickname for Elijah. Mm. <laughs> and Elijah, <laughs> he doesn't say, I'm not, I'm not a trouble of Israel. <laughs> he actually has a response, he has a counter response to that, right? I, I, it seems like he's very bold, mm. you know? It's a, it's a very, um, the message that he's coming out is very bold, but, uh, you know, it's, he says, you're the troubler. You're the troubler of Israel. You mm. know, you, you haven't followed God's commands. In fact, you've followed Baal. Now, this is important. Um, the the Baals that they're talking about, there is a God called Moloch that God asks Israel to avoid at all costs. Moloch becomes one of the gods that Jezebel uh, worships. Mm. And without getting too much into it, I mean, when you... When you I find I find this stuff fascinating, which is why I want to study. But there were um, what the what Moloch required. You know, it was like this. Uh, um, it was like this bull or goat statue, right? Had a had a belly that was a furnace. Had these hands that were held out, these bronze hands that were held out, and the sacrifices that was required were children, mm, right? That's- Horrible. Oh man, my because of my imagination, I just think this is this. You know, it, it goes. Yeah, it, it, it make it makes me kind of uh, maybe want to puke sometimes. And um, you know, the, even the Greeks and the Romans, when they observed it, because this this worship of Malek, I dare say, is still happening today, but we're not seeing it as open as it, as it is. In fact, um, we, we don't see it the ancient <laughs> the way it's worked out anciently, but we can see that um, you know the way that. Uh, a children, children are being. Um, I'll, 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 I don't want to <laughs> create too much controversy, but there's mm. a recent thing that happened in America. It's all happening in America now, isn't it? Mm. But um, you know, re- America's becoming the outliers in uh, giving hormone treatment to children. Mm. You know, Europe, Western Europe, and, and everything. They've gone into the research and they've said, you know what, we're not. We're only seeing negative effects from doing this, so we're going to ban this from happening in our countries. But America will continue to do it. And this famous uh, gamer, a gamer is somebody who plays video games, he basically tweeted, um, basically tweeted, just leave the children alone. That was his basic thing, right? And the internet came after him, mm. you know, saying you can't, blah, blah, blah. Unattacked. But yeah, he, the basic tweet was leave the children alone. And he comes, mm. from, the, he comes from a point of view because... He's a um, he's he's a father. So he's a new he's a new father. He knows what it like, it's like to be a father, and I have the same sentiment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever the issue is, whatever's going on, leave the children alone. Right? Don't mess with the children. Let them grow up the way they're supposed to grow up, and don't do things to them. But this God Malek, right? Um, the Greeks. Uh, I can't remember the account that I wrote, but this historian says that when he saw the ritual, they would when the ch- the child was placed. 
uh, they had music. They said the father, the father of the child is, you know, looking on and they, as, as the screens begin, they play the music louder to cover the, you know, I'm like, man. And so during the war against the Carthaginians, which is around Jesus time, <laughs> since it's still happening around Jesus time, they sacrificed 400 children, 400 children, and they, and they lost, right? The Romans still, or the Carthaginians still won against the, um, uh, against these Moloch worshippers, these Baal worshippers. And so the point I suppose <clears throat> I'm trying to make is, this is a this is a huge contrast to the Elijah message, mm. right? Um, were you going to say something, Jason? I was just um, saying that, that, you know, the, the time of the Romans was quite a long time after um, the time period that we're talking about here. So this had gone on, this practice had gone on for well, a, a yeah. long time and it, it had been passed down through, and I, I guess it was... Oh, I'm asking the question now. Was it also part of the um, the Babylonian, and then flowing through the the cultures that took over from from those eras? Or I, I, it was before Babylon. It was um, mm. it was the Canaanites. Mm. We, we yeah, first... I know. I know this is a long time before. Yeah. I'm just wondering if it got to the Romans, then it must have been passed through many civilizations yeah. to get there. Jason, I I, mm. I I still believe it's around. I still believe that. Satan, in, in, his, in, in essence, mm. requires, he wants this, right? Mm. In fact, um, this is just a side side note. I think the picture of, you know, they've got, um, they usually draw the devil with the horns and mm. hoofs. And mm. it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a manifestation of what Moloch looked like. He, he mm. actually took on different forms. You know, when he got to Jezebel's time, I think mm. they started amalgamating him with the other gods. But, like, you're looking like, more like a goat mm. and things like that. And so, um, yeah, the, but... but I don't want us to pass over the fact that Ahab is getting involved in this type of worship. Mm. Um, I mean, look at Leviticus. This is, this is God says this in Leviticus 18, verse 1. Uh, sorry. Oh, it's uh, verse, uh, I think you've got 1 to 3. Oh, 1 to yeah, 3. I've got it up here. Oh, you right. can read that, please, Jesus. It says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Say to the people of Israel, Any one of the people of Israel or of the strangers who sojourn in Israel who gives any of his children to Moloch, shall surely be put to get to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. I myself will set my face against that man and will cut him off from among his people because he has given one of his children to Moloch, to my sanctuary, unclean, and to profane my holy name. Yeah. So this is serious stuff. Serious stuff. <laughs> in fact, because of the Canaanite worship, there's other places in the Bible where it talks about, you know, don't get markings, don't get tattoos, don't grow your beard a certain way, don't practice this type of magic. God was trying to distinguish his people as much as possible from the Moloch worshippers. Mm. He wanted his, he didn't want anyone to look at the Israelites and, his, and say, oh, they must have something to do with the Moloch worshippers. He, he wanted people to go, they're different. Mm. They're different. He wanted to, when they looked at him, uh, when they looked at the Israelites, these people are people of God. You mm. know, they, these, uh, they love their children. Children love them. You know, they carry the Elijah message. So we didn't even get to the showdown. And um, we need the next section, but um, just keep in mind, you know, when it comes to the Elijah message, it is a total counter to this devilish and evil um, sacrificing of children in any any possible way. You know, we know here that the, the instructions from God it's very clear um, that children are precious in His sight. I mean, I think we looked at it last week with what Jesus mm, said about you know, be mm. like a child, you know, be the the, the um, inquisitiveness, the innocence, the let them grow. You know, that's the way that God uh, designed children to be. But 
I want to ask again. Oh, sorry, Jason, you're going to say something. Yeah, it it uh, concerns me when we have um, in Tasmania here, and if you're not down here, if you haven't experienced it, um, or you know, if you're not aware of it, I understand that. But you know, there's this big festival that goes oh, on. Oh yes, this winter festival um, down in Tasmania here, and it brings in a lot of elements of you know pagan worship and things, mm-hmm. and I, it it really makes me shudder. I'm, I'm so saddened that in Tasmania, in Hobart here, where we are, that there's these practices going on. This celebration, supposedly, of, of some pretty yeah, we, we nasty should, stuff. Yeah, for, <laughs> some, for some of you listeners probably think, yeah, I've never heard of this before. Yeah. We'll probably um, talk a little bit about that because it is, you know, as far as I hear it from friends that are not Christians, they yeah. say, oh, it's a family festival. It's a family festival. But uh, text us in your, your answers What's your approach when having to confront somebody about an important issue? Text us in on 0488-880-891 and um, go into the drawer to get some uh, some some merch from from Faith FM. But here's our next song, one of my favorites, How Deep the Father's Love by Jason Howell.
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. I'm David Leo, and I'm here with Jason Cook. We've been going through um, a series called The Currency of God's Kingdom, and this is episode number seven called The Elijah Message. The last six episodes, I've been saying uh, how I believe and totally convinced that, that God has tried to teach us through the family unit how to how the God's kingdom works, demonstrating relationships, love, caring for another, receiving love. It's all done through the family unit. And I'm wrapping it up today with the Elijah message. What does it have to do with the Elijah message? Turning the hearts of the fathers to the children and children to the fathers. And just the last section, I was talking about how Elijah's confronting Ahab, who has got involved with a woman who worships Baal or Moloch. Moloch, who requires a sacrifice of children. Disgusting. The Elijah message is a total counteraction to that type of worship. And um, Jason, you touched on um, a festival that's run here. I remember I moved here in 2018, and it's called the Dark Mofo. Mm. And it finishes up tomorrow, I believe. Um, and, uh, yeah, I remember the first year I was here in the winter, some people told me about it. Well, most of the city lights, they turn them into red. They read it all, yeah, read it it all out. It goes red, and, you know, there's, there's a talk, and I think there's a, an actual event where they make some sort of sacrifice yeah um, which is an animal but you know um, yeah that was mm. that was the first year i was here i mm. remember that caused quite a controversy um mm. yeah and, and they had these three crosses you know about i don't know they look about 10 feet right and they you know displayed they the had upside down crosses, upside down year. crosses. Mm. this year they, they turned it up the right the right side up and yeah they, it's all in the name of art but um i, I mentioned before in the section uh last section that when I talk to my non-Christian friends, it's referred to as a family-friendly festival. And um, you know, when when, <laughs> when you, you know when you see some of the events and the things that they that they run, you just you just need to look at the program. You can see that uh, I remember one thing they had a band there, and it was called uh, um, worship. You know, uh, hymnals. You know, they, they were just songs. You know, it was like a real. Um, Anti antichrist kind mm. of, but it, it's like it's challenging religion, but it's also bringing in these uh, sort of religious practices of of the uh, pagan solstice festivals and things. Oh yes, mm. yes, and that's what we're going through right now, isn't it? Tomorrow I think is the shortest day of the of the year, mm. and Dark Mofo finish it off with a group of people jumping into some beach, mm. stark naked. naked. You know, that's their mm. that's their that's their outgoing outgoing uh, event. But, um, you know, in, all, in saying all that, it really, you know, when we call it a family-friendly event, as kids, I suppose, come to this every year, they, you know, they get desensitized to it and just see it as a, these pagan things as... Just a, a fun thing to do. A fun something. thing to do, mm. right? And so, <laughs> the Elijah message still needs to be sounded today, doesn't it? So we're going to go to the, the, um, uh, the showdown. Uh, so what happens afterwards? If we could look at uh, 1 Kings 18, uh, verse 20 to 29, please. Yeah. And this is uh, titled, The Prophets of Baal Defeated. 
So Ahab sent... Uh, I struggle with the word Ahab because we've got a guy at our church and his name is spelt the same, but we call him Ahab. So <laughs> Maybe um, that's the way we're supposed to say it. Maybe that's the way it's supposed to say it. might be Ahab. Anyway, Ahab. We'll, we'll call him Ahab. So Ahab sent to all the people of Israel and uh, gathered the prophets together at Mount Carmel. And Elijah came near to all the people and said, How long will you go limping between two different opinions? Mm. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people did not answer him a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I, even I, even I only, am left a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let two bulls be given to us and let them choose uh, one bull for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood, but put no fire to it. And I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the uh, lay it on the wood. Is that right? Yep. But put no fire on it. Sorry, this screen's a bit wide. It's hard to follow. Yeah. <laughs> and I will prepare the other bull and uh, sorry, lay it on the wood and uh, no fire and no fire. And you will call upon the name of your God, and I will call the name uh, of the Lord and the God who answers by fire. He is God. And all the people answered, It is well spoken. Then Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose for yourselves one bull and prepare it first, for you are many. And call upon the name of your God, but put no fire to it. And they took the bull that was given to them, and they prepared it and called upon the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O Baal, answer us. But there was no voice, and no one answered. And they limped around for the altar. Uh, they limped around the altar that they had made. And at noon, Elijah mocked them, saying, "Cry aloud, for he is uh, he is asleep and must be awakened." And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their custom with swords and lances, until the blood gushed out upon them. And as midday passed, they raved on until the time of the offering of the oblation. But there was no voice. No one answered, and no one paid attention. Mm. Okay, so Elijah gives them first dibs. They go ahead, mm. and nothing is happening here. They're, they're, they're putting on a show to make it happen, but nothing's happening. But the thing I want to get here is emphasize verse 21, where it says, And Elijah came near to all the people and said, How long will you go on limping between two different opinions? Mm. Or how long will you um, live in the middle? How long will you sit on the fence? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people did not answer a word. So Elijah's massive message right now is that he's making an appeal. You know who God is. You know who Baal is. Choose who you will serve, right? And face the consequences for that decision. Now let's get to uh, 18 verse 30. Uh, I mean 30 to 40. Yep. yep. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. And all the people came near to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been thrown down. Elijah took 12 stones, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be your name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench about the altar, as great as would uh, contain two seers. Do you know how much that is? Two seers of seed. Not sure how much that is, but... And he put the wood in order, and uh, cut the bull in pieces, and laid it on the wood. And he said, Fill four jars with water and pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood. And he said, do it a second time. And they did it a second time. And he said, do it a third time. And they did it a third time. And the water ran around the altar and filled the trench also with water. 
And at the time of the offering of the oblation, Elijah the prophet came near and said, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and that I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God, and that you have turned their hearts back. Mm. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape. And they seized them. And Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slaughtered them there. Wow. Okay, so Elijah's prayer, he says, um, he refers to God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, mm. going to the fathers, mm. right? And then he, there's something really important here is he repairs an altar that was broken down, right? Mm. The Elijah message is here to repair the altars. Mm. What are the altars for? Since the beginning of time, since Adam and Eve, the altars is a place we come to worship, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. Right and uh, turn the hearts of the children to the fathers uh, to the father and the fathers to the children, but um, you know this uh, next song by Gregor Pele, hopefully it'll remind each and every one of us. Although this uh, this world isn't the the way we uh, see it uh, that we want it to be, it's not ideal. We can um, we look forward to the new earth and what what Jesus will do. Uh, I said there was a book offer. The book offer, only a couple of copies available. It's a, it's a great book. It's called The Connected Family. And it's a very practical book. Capturing the affections of our children is the foundation of successful parenting. Once we have accomplished this, instead of a laborious and frustrating struggle, parenting our children will become a true pleasure and joy. Each chapter in this book contains a step forward section uh, and a journal question and answer section and is intended to bring tangible, rewarding results for both parent and child. The Connected Family is not just a book you read, it's a book you do. Put these principles and guidelines into practice and you will discover that it is possible to become a truly connected family physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And so we'll give you the code after the break. So any parents bringing up children, or you can think of some parents that um, need these tips, then keep your ears peeled for the for the code. And I highly recommend this very practical book. So here's the song Not By Home by Grigo Pelle. This world isn't at my home, I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore.
Because this world we're living in just no good This world is not my home anymore This world is not my home anymore As I walk through life each day There are struggles on life's way This world is not my home Listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM. I'm David Liu. I'm joined with Jason Cook, and we've been talking about the Elijah message. I've been doing a series called uh, The Currency of God's Kingdom, the Importance of Family Relationships, and How It Demonstrates God's Kingdom. Now, I promised the code to give away our, our free book today, and it's called The Connected Family. So the code is Family16, no space. And uh, text that through to 0488 
double eight zero eight nine one. That's family one six. Family one six. No spaces. Uh, so um, send that through. Text that through. If you want to claim that free book offer, the connected family. So we're looking at Elijah. The Elijah message. We just finished the showdown. Elijah prays and uh, fire comes down when um, the the Baal priests pray, do their perform their dance and cutting themselves up and doing whatever. Nothing happens, and so they all confess that Elijah's God is God. And he asks the question: How long will you falter? How long will you limp? How long will you hang between two opinions? You know, make a decision. If God is God, then follow Him. If Baal is, is God, then follow Him. Face the consequences and whatever decision you make. And so it's interesting. We're going to go, we're going to jump to a section in John, in the chapter one, verses nineteen to twenty-eight. Um, John is doing something that is amazing. We call him John the Baptist. He's been preaching a message and a message of repentance, telling people, hey, turn around, turn your hearts to, to God. Um, there is somebody that's coming who's going to give us the message. And there are there's a contingent of people. There are people that want to change their lives around, and there are people that are curious and they want to ask questions. So leadership sends uh, a little group to, to uh, interview John, and they ask him, are you the Christ? Are you the Messiah? He says, no. Straightforward question. Um, I'll answer. And then they say, are you Elijah? Have you come back, Elijah? You know, he come, John is dressed simple, simple. He's out in the, out in the wilderness, just like Elijah was. And so they say, are you the, are you Elijah? He says, no. And they said, are you the prophet? In Deuteronomy 18, verse 15, they, there's, uh, God makes reference to a special prophet that will come with the, the message. And he says, I'm neither of those. But he makes a reference <clears throat> to Isaiah 40, verse 3. And he says, I'm the one, I'm the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. It's interesting what the prophet Isaiah said. He said that, um, the message, the, the, the voice of the one crying, this Elijah message, it will, lower uh, the mountains and it will lift up the valleys in order to prepare the way of the Lord. You know, this, this symbolically, this says a lot to me. Um, it, it says to me that the pride the, or the proud have to be humbled and those who are down and out, they have to be lifted, right? Everyone needs to be brought to a, to a place where they can meet Jesus Christ. And uh, I, read in, I read somewhere where, there were people that had a job, a servant had a job when the king was coming. They would run ahead of the carriage to make sure that stones were removed or anything that would make the, the trip bumpy, or they would fill in the gaps or fill in, what well, I suppose, what we call potholes, right, for the carriage. And so the purpose of the Elijah message is to do that. And John, he identifies immediately and says, that's my job. I'm meant to bring in, um, make, make the way smooth for the Messiah to come. And so... What's interesting is he says he's not Elijah, but in Matthew 11, verse 14, Jesus says that John is Elijah. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, interesting enough, Revelation 14, verse 6, 2. I'm going to sum it up because our time is very short. But uh, Revelation 14, verse 6, 2 has these three angels. Basically, the first angel that comes says, fear God, give him glory because he's the creator and the hour of judgment has come. Here, here is the, this is sounding like something, right? Second one is Babylon. Babylon has fallen, right? The third one comes. These are the consequences of what will happen. The wrath of God and, and, the, and the torment. 
um, for those who follow the beast or follow the Babylon. And so we have a choice to make. Either follow God or follow Babylon and here are the consequences. The same appeal that Elijah made in Mount Carmel with the showdown, the same thing that John is doing in the wilderness is the same thing that these three angels, they give a message as Jesus is preparing to come. So this is really important. The Elijah message has been through in every age and it's meant to teach family relationships and love must be lived. We have to practice what we preach. Our demonstration of love within our family manifests to how we relate to others. We must be able to point them to the Son who points us to the Father. And so I really want to encourage everyone that the way that we relate to our parents, to our siblings, to our children, to our spouse is going to demonstrate the way that God works in our hearts and how we work with others and how Jesus can be seen in our lives. And if that's something that you really desire, then I encourage you, even now, today, as you hear these words, ask Jesus to put that type of love in your heart because only he can do that. And so next week, uh, I'm going to start a new series called The Seven Roles of Christ, starting next Wednesday. But tomorrow, we have David Maxwell and Jason Cook, and he continues to speak about, um, you know, he's, he's been talking about some good stuff. Last week was Wholesome Stewards and the Sabbath, and tomorrow he's going to talk about kingdom character. So make sure to join us tomorrow for um, for that talk and on kingdom character with David Maxwell and Jason Cook. So for today's free offer, text through FAMILY16 to 488 That's 0488-880-891. Thank you for joining us through this, through this series, for being with every episode, and I pray with all my heart that you will turn your heart to the Father, and the Father will indeed turn his heart towards you. So God bless. May your day be blessed. And um, I can't wait to, to join you again next week. Mm, hopefully I'll be back as well. But, uh, yeah, do join us tomorrow with David Maxwell with uh, Kingdom Character. Uh, we look forward to having you then. Remember, Family 16 is our code for today. Thank you for joining us, and uh, thank you, David. Mm-hmm.